And we do want to say happy Mother's Day to all of you moms, and hopefully if uh, your mom's not with you today in the room, make sure you call her, let her know that you're thinking about her. Maybe like me, my mom's been gone for about nine years now. Mary Lou Householder is the lady who kind of stepped in for me after my mom passed and uh, has always been there for me. So Mary Lou will get that call from me today. Uh, make sure you let those people know who are important in your life, uh, the role that they play as a mom or, or maybe for you a, a mom figure. We're not going to be doing a specific Mother's Day message today, but this is the type of message that if you ever came home, especially for me in my teen, year, teen years, and your mom was sitting down and your mom said, Jackie, come, come sit down for a minute. I knew what that talk was going to be. That was one of those mom's going to teach you something talks. And it wasn't just, hey, come sit down. Let's watch something. or let's, it, was, it had a slight smirk to it. And it was, come sit down. It's one of those types of talks this morning as we continue in our relationship series uh, called Make or Break. And today we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 7. If you would turn there with, uh, with me, please, in the Bibles in the seat backs, it's page 686. Uh, the passage will be on the screen. It's a smaller passage that we're going to be digging into uh, today a little bit. And then if also if you have the Bible app, if you click on it down in the corner where the three lines are, uh, this is the Version Bible app. If you click on it, you'll see events. Click on that, Spring Lake Church downtown will be the first one that pops up. It gives you all the notes as well for today. And uh, what we're going to look at today within this message is um, insights into a parable that Jesus gave. Now, parables were one of Jesus' favorite ways of communicating. Sometimes it was a teaching point. Sometimes it came with not a lot of clarity but it absolutely lured people in. It reeled them in as to what Jesus' life and ministry were all about. Parables are stories that have a purpose with a deep principle. So it's not a, always a black and white thing. You'll see in a minute his point was, but it's not like these are rules or laws. As a matter of fact, they actually tell you if you're talking doctrine, don't build your doctrine on, on the parables, but there's principles that we glean that Jesus is trying to make a point clear. So today, let's look at this principle that Jesus is bringing to us from Matthew 7. We're going to begin at verse 24. <clears throat> it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall. Because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rains came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great clash. Now just for clarity's sake, I want to make sure that we understand that when Jesus tells the story and he speaks to the wise person and the foolish person, he's speaking to us. He's giving an illustration, he's telling a parable here, and he's saying, hey, find yourself in this illustration or in this parable. I want to start by looking at two commonalities that every wise and every foolish person have. And here's the commonalities. The first one is everybody's building. Everybody builds. We're all building. We're all building our lives, our families, our finances, our spiritual life, our friendships, our resumes, our portfolios. We're all working on our house. 
every one of us has an area in our life that we're either digging the foundation to start building or we've been building on for years. Whether you've been at it for decades, years, months, or maybe days, you're still building. Maybe some of you are still in school or, or you're about to graduate and you look at your life in general and you're saying, I haven't even got to start doing what I want to yet. But the blueprints are right here. You know what you want to build. You know what end game looks like. And we're going to talk about that in relationships today. For some of you, my guess is you've got relationships that are not just foundational level, but you have been able to build on them. And they've been solid for years. I would guess that for all of us, that relational peace has begun. As I said, we'll see that in a minute. So we're all building. Here's the second thing we see in common for the, for the wise and the fool, and that is this. Everybody goes through storms. Everybody goes through storms. Realizes, realize that it rains, it floods, and it storms on both the wise and the fool. Not just one of them. We all go through it. All of our homes, all of our kids, all of our relationships at one point or another will get stormy. I was talking to my son, actually, last summer. He'd been married for about a year. And I, I could tell he was a little down. I was, so I asked him, you know, Joey, what's, what's going on? He goes, uh, Sierra and I had an argument. Really? What's, what happened? And he told it to me, and I was like, are you kidding? Let me tell you about your mom and I. Let me tell you about the last argument we had this week. And he's, he's like, you're joking. I'm like, no. So he gets Sierra, his wife. He's like, you got to hear what they argued about. And I, say, I tell them the story, and Joey goes quiet, and he goes, so this is marriage. And I said, in all its glory, baby, this is it. This is what you get to look forward to. There's storms for our relationships. There's storms that are going to hit our homes, our lives. All of us as individuals are going to have our parade rained on. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Jesus states that both the wise and the fool build relationships, families, finances, reputation, our Christian life, our careers. And both the wise and the fool will have all of these areas rained on, stormed on at one point or another. Jesus goes on to clarify, though, that there is a difference between the wise person and a foolish person. A foolish person builds on sand. A foolish person builds on sand. Foolish people look for the shortcut. They look for the easy way. The assumption that foolish people will make is that the weather I like or the weather that I'm having will be the weather that's always there. And it is not true. You can't just prepare for what you're seeing in the moment. You can't just prepare for what you would like to happen. Life will teach you quickly that it doesn't always stay the same. I will face storms. Can you say that with me? Ready? I will face storms. Let's say it again. I will face storms in health, in finances, in school, in relationships, mentally. I will face storms in the context of relationships. You will face storms. And the fool, when the storms hit, gets flooded out. So I lived in Florida before moving here, and um, actually on multiple occasions. One place in particular we lived, it was this town called Deltona. 
And Deltona had gone about two years without any significant rain, so a lot of the retention ponds had dried up. Many of the riverbeds had really shrunk down. And the city brilliantly thought, wow, look at all this waterfront property we now have on these rivers. Look at all this new land where we can build. Deltona was growing. So they built roads into these retention ponds. They built roads into the sides of these riverbeds. And on the sand, they packed it down and they built houses. I'll give you one guess what happens next. For those of you who grew up in Sunday school, the rains came down and the floods came up. And those houses quickly (laughs) took on water. And then, this is something that's unique to Florida at this level, is they began to sink. Florida has these amazing things, and maybe you've heard of them, called sinkholes. And literally, the ground opens up from under a house or a car or a sidewalk, and it doesn't just divot. It sinks. It'll go 10, 15 feet down. An entire lake, you can, you can YouTube this, and you'll find thousands of videos. An entire lake will fall into a hole that just opened up under it in the ground. A house will all of a sudden begin to tilt and disappear into a hole in the ground. Have any of you ever watched a family, a relationship, fall into a sinkhole? You're driving down the road, and once again, in Florida, this happens. You're driving down the road, and all of a sudden, there's no road, and the front end of your car is nose down. And you're thinking to yourself, how in the world did I end up here? Have you ever seen a family fall into a sinkhole? Maybe they married on false stability. They built on the sand of of money or identity or sex, and the streams began to rise, and the winds began to blow, and that whole family marriage dynamic just fell into a sinkhole. You've raised kids with an understanding. We're going to start with the importance of building on a biblical firm foundation for our home. And then little by little, maybe voices begin to speak into it or other things begin to make you busy. And it's a lot easier to just shift the house off of the stone and start building on the sand. And quickly, kids can start thinking their identity is in what they do instead of their identity being in Christ, and that identity begins to suck them down in the sand. You can build a pretty cool house on sand. You can build a a nice facade, a, a good outside, but wait till the storm hits. Watch what happens when the sinkhole begins to open. You may have built friendships because they were fun to be around, and maybe they were the cool people, and they could get you ahead, and you think, I'm building something here. And little by little, you begin to realize this friendship is built on sand. You might think that these friends that you've made, you need to cut them loose. But you're not sure if you have the guts to do it. But not only are they sand, they're quicksand. And they're pulling you down in a hurry. Have you ever watched the ground what seems like open up underneath someone and their entire life begin to fall apart? It kills me to see people who can't get life to go in the direction they want it to go. It kills me to watch people watch their life go right down in a sinkhole because they give up years of relationships, finances, years of peace. Jesus said foolish people build on sand. But the flip side of that is wise people will build on a rock. Honestly, building on a rock is a lot more work. (laughs) 
especially back then. Rock doesn't give. Sand, you can kind of push it around and make it how you want it to be, but it's, it's more pliable. But a rock doesn't budge. So if the rock doesn't budge and you've got to make the ground level, guess what has to move? We do. We're the piece that has to be carved and shaped and, and sanded down and chiseled to make it fit on the solid ground. That's what Jesus said. He's the chief cornerstone. He's the firm foundation. We're the ones that have to be fitted to him. But it's the very trait that makes rock hard to work with, that makes it difficult. It's the very thing that makes it valuable in the middle of a storm. Build on a firm foundation. Jesus says build your life, your relationships, your finances, family, your character, your integrity. Build it on the rock. What did he say the rock is? It's his words. When you're looking at your relationships, when you're looking at your family and friends, does it reflect, does your integrity, when you're in these situations, does it reflect his words? Why do I have to do that? Rock is inconvenient. I have to go deep to hit rock. I hit something that's harder to move or finagle the way I want when I hit rock. You have to dig deep to have the integrity. Why do I have to do things God's way when I don't fully understand it? Nobody else seems to be as worried about it. At least not in my friend circles. You can build on their sand, but I can promise you the storms will hit. Build our relationships on Christ. Build it on the rock. Storms will come. The winds, the power of the river, will dismantle whatever is whimsical, cultural, or legalistic. It won't stand. Rock is tough. It's work. But anything worthwhile usually is. How do I get there? How do I build on a rock? We get to where we should be the exact same way we get to where we shouldn't be. It comes with directions and not solutions. Change your directions. Don't just change parts. We like to fix stuff. You can fix a fridge. You can fix a car. You can fix a microwave. You don't fix yourself. We choose to change directions, not change parts. What do I mean by that? Some of you will say, oh, I'm going to change a part. I'm going to go to church one hour a week. That's, that's a part. When you begin to say, I'm going to church for an hour a week, but I'm going to let it infiltrate and change my life. It's going to show up and reflect in how I live out my relationships. I'm going to get in a, a, a life group. Or even an accountability group on, on your own where these people I know, it's going to help me be uh, dig deep and get on the rock that I'm supposed to stand on. Don't just change the parts. Change direction. I'm going to be nicer when I go home. I'm not going to talk about the cooking as much. I'm not going to talk about what's not done. I'm just going to be nicer. That's changing a part. I'm going to change what the fruit of my life and my words and my attitude are. At home and around other people, I'm going to change that prayer isn't just something I do for a minute before a meal. That church isn't for Christmas and Easter. I'm not just going to change a part. I'm going to change direction. I'm not going to be as influenced. I'm going to try and be a better person around my friends. That's changing a part. I'm not going to be influenced. I'm going to be the influencer. I'm going to bring Jesus into my friendships and relationships. That's not changing a part. That's changing a direction. And if your friends aren't ready for that, you may have to be ready to lose some friends. 
Don't just change a part, change direction. I look at some people and, or I listen to them and they'll say, see that person over there, they're so lucky, they never have any problems. Of course they do. They have storms, but earlier on, my guess is they learn to build on a rock. Many times we look around and the people we point out are the ones who will stand solid on a rock where our foundation has been washed away on sand. I've tried to live by the motto, learn from someone who's one step ahead of me. I watch somebody else's life, and I love to see people who built on a firm foundation who are one step ahead of me in raising kids. How did you get through having young adult kids? How did you get through this financial situation with three kids in college and paying school bills? How did you get through this stage of your work life and balancing it with ministry? How did you get through the stage of where the, your church may have been in the same spot. I always try and learn from someone one step ahead of me. Build the relationships on whom you've seen they've built on solid ground. You speak life to each other at that point. So here's a question I want to ask you, and here's a little bit of homework with this as well. I want you to play out the direction of your life right now. If I were to take the last six months or a year of your life, and that's what's pulling the slingshot back and what's aiming it, and we let go of that rock, where's your life headed? Where are your relationships headed? Play out the direction of who your friends are right now. As the old adage says, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Play out the priorities of your home or your family right now. What do you see for your kid's future? What's going to be their priorities based on what they see as your priorities? Don't just change a part, change in a direction for your home. Play out your dating life right now. What's the trajectory for what your future family would look like? If you're saying, I want a home built on a rock, built on Jesus, does your dating practices, do they mirror that? Is Jesus first, I want a Jesus home. I want a God-honoring home. Is the trajectory of your life aimed that way? Where are things pointed for you? The principle of you get what you build on goes beyond relationships. You can ask this question of your, of your finances. You can ask this question of, of a career if you want. But where are your relationships right now? When you look at the key ones, where are they pointed? Psalm 127 and verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. You can't just fix it. When the house tumbles, when the storm hits, what we see from the parable Jesus told is that house is demolished. It's not getting a few new windows. It's starting all over. Some of you are in here today and you may have built on sand and you've watched that thing tumble time and time again and you've hit the age where it's like, I feel like it's too late to start on a rock. It's never too late to start on a rock. I would rather have a smaller house built on a rock that I know will stand than start all over on sand and think I'm building something big that's just going to get wiped out again. At what point do you get tired of starting over? At what point do you get tired of the drama? of watching everything you thought you built on get chipped. At what point do you get tired of those you thought you were friends not being friends? 
You may be headed in the wrong direction right now. Your trajectory, trajectory may be wrong. And you realize it and you're miserable. You can change directions, not just parts. You have the opportunity to do that and build on solid ground. You may be headed in the wrong direction right now, but you're happy. And everything seems fine, but I promise you the storms will come. I promise you things will be shaken. I had a friend, I just uh, spent a couple hours on the phone with him actually. He grew up in a home where uh, it was a traditional religious home and things just kind of fell apart in his life and he realized basically he was like I was done with love I was done with he, he went through a divorce I, I was done with God took the drastic steps to make sure that God knew he was done with him and little by little he says he's watched and he's realized he said I he went the the wine women and song everything that goes with it and he said but little by little I started realizing I was happy I was having fun but I was totally empty he wasn't built on anything solid. We have to make the choice of what we're going to build on because I can promise you the rains will come, the storms will come, the rivers will rise. If you're built on the rock, you may have a broken window, you may get skinned up a little bit, but you can still stand. If you're built on the sand, you'll see things begin to collapse. I want to challenge you, end up somewhere on purpose. Build on purpose. That's why Jesus said so many times, follow me, follow my direction, follow my course. Build on my word. Build intentionally. This series, that's the goal. In community, communication, love, conflict resolution. We'll be talking about sex in a few weeks. We'll give you notice for those of you kids in the room. But we want to see you build on a solid foundation. I want to read one passage in closing, it's the same one in a paraphrase by a guy by, by the name of Eugene Peterson. So this is, this is what it says. It says, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like the stupid carpenter who built his house on a sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed the house like a house of cards. Beaches are fun to play on for a little bit, but you don't want to build your life on a moment. Build on a rock. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Just a quick question. Maybe you're here and this hits home for you because you've just watched things fall apart over and over again. And you say, I need to build on that rock. Maybe today's a, a changing point of direction. Would you just raise your hand up? I want to pray for you as we close this morning's thing. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, that you've given us a solid ground to build on with the truth of your scriptures, the life you called us to. And I pray that today, Lord, we can take an account, we can look at our life and the investments we're making relationally and see what needs to be built on and what needs to go. May your Holy Spirit speak in the moment, and may we be willing to listen. In Jesus' name we pray.